Welcome back to Inside Indian Hill Braves Sports here on ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and IndianHillBraves.org. My name is Jason Griefer, the man who runs the show up at Indian Hill, if you will. Brian Phelps joining us here uh, for our uh, conversation, getting into the spring sports season, and we'll touch on that here in just a moment. But, uh, uh, Brian, just before we start, got going here, um, a bit of uh, news coming over from the winter sports season that uh, you were on the search for a new uh, head boys basketball coach. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, we are, after 19 years, um, Tim Birch, who's been our uh, part of our program at freshman level and the varsity level the last 13 years, uh, will not be back next year. So we are on the search, on the hunt for our next program developer, program leader, varsity boys head coach. So uh, we're starting to gather some interest at, at this point, and hopefully we will have our, uh, our next leader early May. What's that process like for you when you're trying to go through, you know, obviously with somebody who's been there for a long, long time, now you've got to find somebody as a successor. How, how do you go about that process and gathering all the information about your candidates and ultimately narrowing it down to whomever the, the choice will eventually be? Right. Well, really rely heavily on um, our search committee. So I'll put together or have put together a, a nice search committee that um, a lot of different kind of people in the community. Some are coaches, some are teachers, some are younger parents in the program, that, that kind of stuff. And um, as resumes come in, everybody has a binder. And um, so far we have about 50 uh, people that have shown interest in the position. And uh, we spent a lot of time together. When we did the search for football, uh, there are a lot of hours put in uh, place uh, to do this, to be as thorough as possible. And uh, basketball will be the same, same way where, where we will spend a lot of time together. We'll get to a point where we'll have some Zoom interviews with candidates or phone calls. And then from that group, um, invite a handful of candidates to be finalists that will come to Indian Hill in person and uh, interview in front of the search committee. So uh, that's all going to happen over the next few weeks. And hopefully it goes as well as uh, the football process did. We we're really excited about how, how that turned out. And um, you know, like I said, I think it's a great opportunity uh, for someone to come in here and, and take over a program that's healthy, uh, both in numbers and attitude and you know, success and, and that kind of stuff. So I think it's really a great job for the right person. Well, you touched on it there. Let me get your thoughts on this as well, since we haven't had a chance to talk since it happened. You do have a new football coach now and John Rodenberg, who obviously a lot of people know him in the area for a long and successful tenured run at Moeller. Uh, what was that process like? And, and since you've made the hire of Coach Rodenberg, how has he been as far as getting himself acclimated in at Indian Hill? Yeah, the energy around the community has just been great. Um, he has been coming in town from Ron Colley, which is in Indianapolis, every other weekend. Uh, that becomes every week now, now that we're in April and he's got he's getting settled, has an apartment um, in the area. So he'll be coming in on the weekends and and a credit to our, our, our current staff and guys from last year's staff who, who are a lot of those guys are current staff members and our strength and conditioning trainer, uh, Milt Staterman from Black Sheep to just keep things rolling. And um, I feel like we haven't missed a beat. I, I know the kids are excited to see him even more often. And he's, like I said, able to start making that commitment now to being here um, at least weekly. Um, and June 1st, he'll be here full time. But uh, we're going to be sharing some exciting news um, in addition to our football staff, um, probably in the next podcast. So I think we're only going to continue getting stronger and uh, really excited about some of those changes that are, are happening 
uh, here in the near, near future. See, that's how you tease something, folks, right there. Leave a little bit on the on the end of the on the end of the carrot there for folks to come back uh, from week to week there. So hopefully we'll be sharing some more news about that, as you alluded to on the uh, next show. But uh, for now, uh, let's get into uh, your spring sports teams, most of them already underway early in the season for all of them. Of course, there's still a long way to go here, but it's obviously with the spring, a very condensed season. So a lot of games in a short period of time. So uh, let's start things off though with on the diamond with your baseball program and a really nice start to the uh, season. Most recently getting a six, nothing win over Wyoming, who of course won the league uh, a year ago, but uh, one young man I want to talk about that's come off to a flying start uh, is your uh, sophomore, Nick Ranala, you know, goes out against Wyoming, a complete game, one hitter, you know, pitched well in the season opener. He's also hitting very well uh, early on in the season, but particularly this performance against Wyoming, you know, the top dog in the league from a year ago, a one hitter. He's just a sophomore. Uh, what's his growth been like from his freshman campaign? And what do you make of the start he's off to? And, and is that sustainable? Yeah, you, you know, he had a great year as a freshman. And uh, thankfully, we have a lot of young talent, a lot of sophomores um, that are, are key pieces to our team uh, as, as normally, as, as we are led by, uh, you know, we have some nice seniors and a couple juniors that, um, that are, are part of that as well. But Nick in particular is just, he's, he's just a baseball kid and uh, you know, he's not a, a super big kid or anything like that. He's just, he's a nice little left-handed pitcher that throws well, really uh, locates the ball. Well, has some nice off speed and he's just, he's a bulldog out there. And, uh, you know, that one hitter was kind of a bummer. I think it came with two outs in, in the seventh. So uh, he, he was really just pitching uh, a really nice game. And um, and like I said, well, his growth from last year to this year, I, I would say, uh, yeah, he's, he's gotten better this year than last year, but he was a good player last year. And that's a kid that you just know as he continues to get a little bigger, a little stronger, a little more experience. He really could be one of those dominant type of kids, not only in the CHL, but but in the city and um, should have a future play in the game if that's what he chooses to do. How big was it to get this win in this fashion against the defending league champion Wyoming? And that that's a heck of a way to kick off the league schedule against Wyoming, as we, as as I mentioned, won the league a year ago. I got to imagine that's a pretty big shot in the arm for this team uh, as they move forward here the next coming weeks when you've got so much baseball to get in. Well, it is. And like I mentioned, we're a really young team. Uh, the core of our, our team are, are sophomores, meaning the number of kids that, that are on the field. Um, but sure, you know, for us, uh, Wyoming, we know Wyoming year in and year out and everything's going to be extremely competitive. And that's a, a nice win to get um, for our program, especially for, um, you know, having a new head coach at the helm and Kerry Daniel. And, um, you know, Coach Daniel was was at Wyoming previously. So, you know, I, I know that was a, a nice victory to get his CHL season started uh, here at Indian Hill. But we'll have him again on Wednesday, and we know it'll be another uh, tough battle anytime we play those guys. And really, the our, our schedule is pretty tough to start off, having Wyoming twice, Taylor twice, Marymount twice. Um, you know, th- those are those are six pretty tough uh, league games to get started with. So, um, yeah, you know, getting that first one, under our belt is, is key. And, and now we just got to go get the next one. Shrink the diamond a little bit and talk about your softball team. They also got the season started against Wyoming and things kind of went the opposite way as the baseball team. They really took it on the chin to uh, start things off on the season. They're going to get Wyoming coming up this week and they'll also have Taylor a little bit later on 
uh, in the week. Uh, we, we've talked here on the program in the past. It, it's been a tough go the last several years uh, for your softball program. And obviously, the level of competition, level of quality competition in this league doesn't exactly lend itself to a rapid turnaround. It's it's so good from top to bottom in the CHL. Uh, what are your expectations and what are the coaching staff's expectations for the team this season as they try and move up the ranks? Yeah, and, you know, Wyoming's uh, has a good program. And as you mentioned, our, it's going to start off tough. Um, but we're going to get some wins this year. We're, we're much improved. I, I, you know, that's another team that has some young kids and just watching them play last year and being, you know, a little bit part of their practices this year and just kind of hanging out and watching. They're, they're, they're going to get some wins under their belt. I'm, I'm pretty confident. And I think the attitude's good. I think the expectation is we go out and compete every game and they give it their best. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, I think that will turn into getting some victories on the diamond this year. What's when, when you're going through a, a rough patch like this, how important is it for the coaches to stress to the team? We need to keep the energy level high. We can't hang our heads. Our demeanor has to be good. And that in, so, in a lot of ways can be that first step to, as you mentioned, you know, getting started to get some of those wins. No, you're exactly right. Um, you, you know, s- some of the things that I look at, the numbers are good. A lot of kids want to be part of the program. The attitudes are good. There's not a lot of that head hanging that, that you talked about. I, I think it's, you know, it's a group of kids that enjoy each other, enjoy the coaches, enjoy playing the game, and want to get better. Right? We added some pieces this year that I think are going to, um, uh, to really help the team be successful. So, Really, I, it very, it's a very positive uh, team. Uh, it, it's a good group of girls and coaches. Um, so I think that will all translate into some positive things for sure. Switching gears, talking about your uh, track and field programs, uh, they've been very, very good the last number of years. They're getting the season started coming up here against Madeira midweek, and then they'll have the Coaches Classic uh, over the weekend. The girls are looking for a fifth straight league title. Uh, the guys were denied a three-peat last year. Uh, thanks to Taylor. Taylor got in the way of that. But uh, nevertheless, very strong programs on both sides of things. Uh, how confident are you that these both of these squads can you know, t- bring another title back to Indian Hill? Yeah, year in and year out, track and field for us is very strong. We have a lot of kids uh, that participate. We have some really solid runners um, and field kids on both the boys and girls side. Recently, we had two of our girls commit um, one going to Wake Forest and one going to South Carolina in uh, Whaley and Withers. So it, it, it's led by some pretty good talent on, on the girls side. Um, but, but the guys are going to be good. Uh, they were young last year. They're still kind of young this year. And uh, we expect, we have high expectations for both the boys and girls track and field program. Um, kind of like I mentioned with softball, we added some pieces that we didn't have last year that are participating and, um, you know, they happen to be some pretty good athletes, especially on the boys side that are new this year. And I think it's going to help the team be successful. Track and field to me leading into the start of the season is always interesting because I'm always curious about how the athletes train, given that the weather that we have is goes on the, the, the yo-yo effect where it's 61 day and 35 and rain, uh, the next day, how have your track and field athletes been as far as training goes, their, their attitudes, their mindsets, and their physical ability to get towards that top level to kick off the season, knowing that who knows what kind of weather they're going to having to deal with on a day-to-day basis? Right. Well, uh, you know, unless it's lightning and thundering, we're, we're outside. And that's just kind of 
how the program uh, runs and they practice the way that they may need to uh, perform in a meet. So that's really not even a question if, if they're outside or inside. They're, they're training in the elements. And, it, you know, I, so much of the success, so much of the drive, so much of the attitude is because of our coaching staff who's led by, you know, I feel like I talk about her all the time, uh, Sue Savage, who's been here um, for a long time and does, she's just such a kid magnet. And, you know, you hear about kids running through walls for coaches. She's one of them. I mean, she just has, she demands their attention and demands their respect and demands the best out of every single one of those student athletes. And she gets it. And that's why our program's so successful. It, it, it really starts with her. And we all know that coaches don't run the events or throw the shot or disc or jump, you know, but, um, you know, she finds a way to be able to push every button needed in, in our kids to get the very best out of them. And, um, you know, I give a ton of credit to her and uh, to her staff. As we said, the girls going for a fifth straight league title coming up a little bit later in the year. The boys try to make it three out of four. They'll get going with a couple of meets this week. Moving on and talking about your lacrosse programs now, let's start with the boys. Uh, they're 2-0 and to start the year, and uh, Will Adair has come roaring out of the gates in the uh, first two games. You win first two games 13-9, 13-8, and he's already pumped out 10 goals and five assists. We've talked a lot particularly last year about Charlie DeGenero and everything he did, not only on the field, but off as a leader for this lacrosse program. He has moved on. What is What has gotten into Will to start this season it, to, to come out flying out like this? Has he just decided, I'm going to try and break every record Charlie set in half the time because 10 goals and five assists through two games is a pretty darn good start. Yeah, Will's a really good player. He was a really good player last year, probably was outshadowed a little bit, just – with Charlie being such a top player as well, but he's just, he's just picked up where Charlie left off really. Um, you know, he's a strong kid. He's a very skilled kid. He's another kid that'll move on to the division one level like Charlie did uh, in lacrosse next year. So he'll be moving on to Cleveland state to play. And he's, he's just a, a he's just a, a lacrosse kid mindset. Um, love to watch him play. You know, he, He's, um, he's the leader of that team. We have some nice pieces. We're, we're kind of a young team there as well. Uh, numbers uh, are, we, we had a nice graduating class with some injuries. And just from a number standpoint, we're not fielding a JV team this year. So we're one team of 18 or 19, 20 kids, something like that. So we're going to have to stay healthy. We're going to have to keep our, our, our kids on the field as much as possible to have the su success that we expect. Um, but we know we've got some tough games coming up and Milford's one of them, which uh, is just coming up around the corner. And uh, we'll, we'll I, they're, they're really good this year. So we'll kind of, that'll be a good litmus test for us for sure. How much of an increased role in leadership have you seen or coaches talked about Will taking on knowing that Charlie is gone? And as you said, you've got a younger group and I'm sure a lot of those guys are looking at are looking to Will to kind of steer the ship and lead the way. Has he stepped up into more of that leadership role this year with Charlie gone? Yeah, Will's really a leader by just his play, you know, and he, um, he he's, he's not as much of a rah-rah guy all the time, although he is. I think the kids just look at the work ethic that he puts in, um, you know, to lacrosse and practice and, and during games. And, and he's someone they aspire to be on the lacrosse field. Um, he's fun to watch. Like I said, he's a uh, little bit of it. I think he's naturally talented in lacrosse, but 
he's also talented because he's put the work in and he loves the game. And I think kids respect that and they see that and, and, you know, they, they want to try to give the same type of effort that he gives when it, when it comes to uh, the effort that he gives on, on the pitch. Over on the uh, girls' side of things, they have one match under their belt. It was a couple of weeks ago uh, against Kentucky Country Day. They've had a little bit of time off here, and they're back in action this coming Saturday uh, against Columbus Academy. But uh, you dropped that one, unfortunately, but it was 16-15. So you, you go back and forth. That could have gone either way. But uh, result, team result, not there. But we may have seen the emergence of a new star uh, for your team and freshman Cassie Larson pumping in seven goals in her freshman debut Pretty darn good way to start things out uh, on the season, and I'm sure you know that may have caught some people by surprise is to put seven in the net. That's no small thing to do. Uh, what do the coaches say about her debut in that regard is the ability to put the ball in the net, and uh, what do you feel like we can expect from her as we move forward starting Saturday? Yeah, to have two Larsons, a freshman and a sophomore, who are <laughs> probably, you know, when their career is over, going to be two of the better players and and the city that we've seen in girls lacrosse are both exceptional. So yeah, you know, to have the, the, the little sister shine like that in, in a game that was so competitive and Kentucky country day is a perennial top team in, in Kentucky and in Louisville. So that was, that was a good test and daggone it. We were right there and we're missing some key parts that game. So I think that even gives us some more confidence that, uh, you know, to be, how our full squad kind of moving forward and we have a tough schedule. And then I think about the girl, Emily Eckert, who's only a junior, but she's uh, just, she recently committed to Butler university um, as, as one of the leaders on, on that team. And Marina Anderson, who's um, I, I want to say she's our lone senior. It's, it's going to be a really good team. I, I'm really excited about girls lacrosse. They'll be very competitive. Um, and, it, it, it should be a really good year for, for our program. But we have a lot of, I would say, emerging stars. And um, that's kind of what, what's so fun. I feel like I keep talking about how young we are in every mm -hmm. sport, but we have a young team. And, you know, we had a solid yeah. year this year or last year. I think we're going to have a really good year this year. And girls lacrosse should only continue to get stronger in the years to come. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, results from that game against Kentucky Country Day. Uh, four freshmen and five sophomores. Uh, seeing the bulk of the time. You know, we mentioned Cassie with seven goals. Her sister, Lexi, had a hat trick and an assist. I mean, that's no small thing. And then you mentioned Emily Eckert, two goals and five assists in the opener. So the balance uh, seems like it's there uh, going forward. As you said, just a young and uh, there'll be a growing team as we go forward, but uh, certainly a promising start in that regard. Let's move on to the tennis courts here as we're uh, rolling along here on the program. And uh, they're going to get started with their season against Covington Catholic. Uh, later on today, actually, and uh, Covington Catholic, always a strong program uh, in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, kicking off a full week of matches. So we're hitting the ground running right away. We talked a lot last year about the program having a very interesting mix. I believe it was you had four seniors and four freshmen really comprising the bulk of your varsity time uh, a year ago. Obviously, your freshmen are now moving up into the sophomore class, and it was a very good freshman class. Uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, certainly a group that uh, earned their spots when they weren't given to them as well. And we obviously know the standard of this program and obviously state championships are the goal. League championships, that's that's been a foregone conclusion for a long, long time. Still going to do it, but foregone conclusion nevertheless. But particularly with the, the, the guys who were freshmen that are now sophomores, 
What have you seen and what have the coaches said about their progression leading into this season where they are taking on more of that advanced role with so many seniors from last year gone? They're really good. Uh, the, <laughs> the sophomores are really good. The team's led by our, our um, uh, senior. Um, we have a couple seniors on the team, but Tejas Passati, who's uh, has, has for the most part played our number one and has committed to NYU next year. And um Sam Road, another senior that'll contribute to to the team. But those that group of sophomores are really strong. We have a freshman on the team that is really good. It, it just it feels like we got better this year than last year, even though we we lost a handful of of seniors. Um, you know, kind of like I said with girls lacrosse, I, we should be really good in boys tennis. And um, as you mentioned, you know, league championships always a goal for us, and and you know you have to earn it, and we haven't done that yet. We hope to, but, um, you know, we have higher aspirations as well. And our goal is to be state champions. Um, and that is an attainable goal for us. We know that. And you got to go out and play. You got to stay healthy You know all that kind of stuff. I can't imagine that there are too many other programs in any division that play a tougher schedule than we do. So I think we'll be prepared once the tournament time um, gets here. But it, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch those guys. Um, you know, th these are the kind of teams that, boy, it's great if you can just reload every year. How likely that is, it, it's hard to imagine because I, this has to be as about as good of a team as, as we've had here at Indian Hill. And that's saying a lot because we've had some really good teams. But we're really excited about the potential of this group. Again, we know we have to stay healthy. No, we know we have to do it on the court. But um, we definitely have the opportunity and the chance to, um, to be really, really good. When you have a group like this, as you said, very, very good sophomore group, and you've got a freshman coming up uh, right behind them on the varsity squad that's expected to be a, a contributor as well. How, what is, what do you make of these kids coming in at such a young group? As we said, freshman to sophomore, and now you've got another freshman coming up, and understanding that not only is, is state a possibility it's realistic and their willingness to accept that coming in because a lot of times for a 14 15 year old kid that can be overwhelming it doesn't seem like that's the case within this program but you just the next group comes in okay this is a standard this is what we need to do and i'm ready to accept that what does that say about those young men when they come in to indian hill high school well i think the difference is like high school tennis isn't like the only time they play in tournaments or they feel that pressure or they have those goals. I mean, the majority of our kids are playing in, in top tournaments throughout the year. So that they're used to being in, uh, you know, playing some really good competition and, and being in stressful environments and, you know, not even just around the city, around the country. And mm -hmm. so I think that prepares them and kind of gives them that confidence and that ease when they come into the high school uh, setting that even though they're only freshmen or sophomores, or we, we added a junior that's an Indian Hill resident that came back to public school uh, this year, that is going to be another tremendous piece to our team. You know, they, they know the kids they're playing. It's not, it's not a mystery. You know, they've seen them in the off season tournaments and, hmm. you know, so they know kind of already where they stack up with most of the competition that they have because they've seen them, um, you know, outside the high school season. So I think that's the difference with, with tennis. These kids see each other so often throughout the year and all types of different venues that, that once the high school season, there's not a lot of unknowns, if you will. I mean, I think about when we 
when we went to state last year, they knew everybody they were playing. They, you know, like, oh yeah, this kid, I played him at, you know, it's where most sports you see a team from the, the North or the central area and you don't know any of those, those players, or you don't know how they play. And, and tennis is just so different that way. Well, familiarity can help you out in that regard. And as you said, you know, the willingness to step in at such a young age and perform and just keep this, keep the ball rolling for this program is really impressive. So we'll see if this group is able to do that. Uh, Brian, really appreciate the time. And uh, hopefully we are able to break some more news next week. That was an excellent tease by you earlier. <laughs> Sounds good. Excited to chat again. And, and thanks again for your time. Absolutely. That is Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps joining us once again for Inside Indian Hill Brave Sports here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.